0: GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast is growing big time. Thanks to all of you. We're very grateful. GuyBensonShow.com. With us now is Dana Perino, co anchor of America's Newsroom, co host of The Five, New York Times best selling author, most recently of Everything Will Be OK, now available in paperback. Dana, welcome back to the show. Great to be here. I was down at the border this week. Sunday through Tuesday, and I happened to be down just about an hour from Eagle Pass when the news was breaking that that soldier, that Texas National Guardsman, his body had been found as he had jumped into the Rio Grande to save some drowning migrants who turned out to be drug smugglers. They survived. He did not. And that day, the White House, which had been mum on this whole situation, I still don't think we've heard from the president on it at all. They were asked about it, and Jen Psaki gave an answer. You guys played it on the five that evening. I was watching. I could see, and maybe I'm overreading this, but I could see in your face that you were not necessarily a fan of how this Q and A went. We'll just play it real quick here. Cut 23. Does the White House feel at all responsible? And what what more can you offer to people who, you know, are on the border in border communities who are experiencing?
1: Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard worked for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government. Uh, in, this, in this effort, in this apparatus, uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum processing system. And we would welcome any
0: efforts to uh, for
1: for any elected officials to work with us on that.
0: So, Danny, you got the perfunctory expression of sorrow and then a quick pivot to this was Texas that sent him there. And then a generic sort of boilerplate thing about solutions on a bipartisan level or something. What do you think of that answer?
1: I thought it was terrible. And I imagine it's possible that in a future Jen Psaki memoir, she will write about it and say, whew, i really screwed up there. Because I can't imagine... Well, look, I was very careful and cautious of everything that I've always said. And that was true at the podium. It was true when I was a little kid. Even when I was a child, if I ever heard my parents arguing, I would immediately go to, oh, he should have said this. Or if she wouldn't have just said that part, then they wouldn't be in an argument. And actually, if he had waited until... We got home and then said it and that instead of doing it at the store. I mean, I was always constantly thinking of how is this going to come across. And so I internalized that and then I take that to the White House. Now, for better or worse, right, because I think now knowing what I know today and having more experience in the public and in terms of broadcast, I would be a better press secretary. But I, I would also say this. Like, I, if I ever thought I would say something that would hurt someone's heart, or that would hurt the President of the United States, or that he wouldn't be proud of me for something I I was going to say, especially if I had some wonderful snarky answer that I thought of that would make my friends laugh on Twitter, but wouldn't actually be very funny in the reality, then I just didn't say it. And you can just imagine that if you played the first part of that clip and it would just end it at, and we are grateful for all of the work of the National Guard, period. Stop talking why in the world would you go on to say but it's not our fault the only reason that the national guard has been sent to the border is because the federal government isn't doing its job right and i was just i was really taken aback by it i don't think it was intentional however every single one of us every day gets a million choices and that includes what we say and don't say And she is a skilled professional, and I just imagine she would love to have a do-over on that one.
0: You know, Dana, you were talking about how this could reflect on her boss, the president. And, again, I don't want to be too partisan or too nasty here, but I will point this out, as I have before, and just see what you think of it. President Biden ends all of his teleprompter addresses, like when he delivers a speech. He concludes with the line, may God protect our troops. And that's nice. This man, this specialist Evans, is one of those troops who selflessly hurled himself into a very dangerous situation to save the lives of people. He had no idea who they were. He didn't know that they were allegedly criminals. He went to save them and he did so successfully. He gave up his life in the process. And Joe Biden always says, may God protect our troops. He also went flying out of the gates, what was it, last year, on the whipping stuff on the Border Patrol agents, that whole smear, which wasn't true at all. He came out, guns blazing on that. They're going to pay. This is horrifying. They're whipping these people. He had no problem getting in front of all the microphones on that. Here's someone who's died in the Texas National Guard trying to deal with a situation that has been caused and fueled by the failures of this president, and we have not heard a single word from the president himself, not even a statement that they put out. I wonder if Saki's sort of callous answer there actually is reflective of how the president is viewing this issue, i.e., callous lack of caring.
1: Right. If, if your instinct is not to call the family as commander in chief and to be able to tell Jen Saki, you could just let the press know that I did talk to the family. No details. Don't need to know details that you called would have mattered. Um, But that's not their instinct at all. But imagine, Guy, say Bishop Evans had seen those two struggling in the water, but was looking at them thinking, "Mm, I don't really want to risk my life because who knows who they are. And those people had drowned and died. Do you think the White House would have made a comment? Absolutely. And so instead, what the White House could have done is say, we are so grateful for Bishop Evans and we believe that his heroism and his quick thinking and his selflessness absolutely epitomizes the best of America. And we understand that's why so many people want to come here and we continue to work on blah, 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 go into your boilerplate, whatever. Yeah, I've been pretty dismayed about it. got to say.
0: Why can't they just say that? I mean, do they feel like if, if they don't blame Texas, if they don't take basically a shot at Greg Abbott, then they're sort of allowing this tragedy to maybe be put on them because they're failing so badly at the federal level and so they have to make it political and that's like their their ultimate instinct here i don't know how that's going to persuade anyone or move the needle i don't know have they looked around and seen their approval ratings things are going terribly for them i just i don't understand why they continue to make some of these decisions that they do
1: well you imagine that you let's just take um a, a situation for example in new hampshire that's going to be a place that will have a very tough senate race for example and the Democrat, Maggie Hassan, she's all of a sudden for border security. Yeah. Why? Well, part, it's partly it's because of all the drugs that are there. They, the, the number of overdoses and deaths of young people in New Hampshire, is outrageous. But imagine if President Biden were to take one of those cases and to say, this shall not stand. These drugs coming across the southern border are killing our young people. But in this current White House, you almost would imagine that they would blame the state government for not catching that drug before it crossed the border between vermont and new hampshire as it was trafficked through the southern border
0: well because it's a republican governor right sununu so that'd probably be the move right check the check the name of the governor and whether there's a d or an r next to his name and that's sort of how they proceed Uh, i mean it's it's really cynical and it, it felt just like the opposite of compassion and i i was horrified by it. And I will tell you the people, the men and women down there, I was actually doing the show that day from Base Camp Alpha in Del Rio, Texas. This was the Texas National Guard. This was that the flag was at half staff. They lost one of their own. And then that answer came across. They were furious, these people. I think they should be. They're very close to the tragedy. but I think even average Americans say, "I, I thought this was supposed to be The most empathetic president ever, especially when it comes to losing a young person, he has spoken very eloquently about that. He's experienced loss in his life in a very meaningful and sad way. Biden has. This is supposed to be one of his strengths, I thought.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that we imagined, Um, even to uh, just to change the subject for a second. You know, he was the candidate in the campaign. On the left, who was saying, "I don't think student loan debt forgiveness is a great idea, guys." Like, we well, don't think that's such a good idea. And now he's going to break a campaign promise and seek to cancel a bunch of student loan debt, which is like, will be like the largest wealth transfer in history. But it's to take from some wealthy people, and all, actually, I'm sorry, all taxpayers. And the wealth transfer is to the wealthy.
0: Well, Dana, you've actually already built in my segue to my next topic, which was this. Nice. And so it's, it's worked out beautifully here, Dana. Here's the thing, and I like to put my cards on the table because I don't want people playing gotcha with me. I do not have student loans. I never had student loans. I had grandparents on my mother's side who worked very hard. They were not super wealthy people, but they left enough money for me and for my brother Uh, to go to college, and that is something that I am forever grateful for. And my parents would actually make me go to the bursar's office and write the checks every time just to realize how much money it was and to be appreciative of that, and I always was. But I also graduated from college not burdened with that, and I understand a lot of people aren't in that boat, and I don't want to pretend like I'm speaking for them. However, there are a ton of people in this country. In fact, a majority of Americans, roughly 60%, don't go to college. All right so right there there's a pretty large majority who don't go to college at all. Then you've got another subset of the population who went to college and who paid off worked for years in many cases to pay off the loans that they agreed to pay off. They signed the contract dot you know on the dotted line And then they were responsible citizens, and they made sacrifices in their lives. They didn't go on that vacation. They couldn't rent that apartment. They couldn't get that new car. Whatever it was, they did what they were obligated to do until the loans were paid off. And there's, I would say, one more subset here, Dana, which is people who you know, – let's say you're sitting there. You're a middle-class kid from the suburbs of Chicago. And you've been accepted to University of Chicago. You've been accepted to Northwestern. You've been accepted to Harvard. You're a smart kid. You've also been accepted to the University of Illinois, which is a good state school, not as prestigious, but they're willing to give you a full ride or close to one, and that allows your loans to be much, much lower. You make that decision. Rather than going to the prestige private school, you make that decision for yourself because you want to be responsible. All of these people that I just described, being responsible or not going to college, they're going to be the ones paying for people to have their loans forgiven, who took out loans that they don't want to pay off. I don't want to pay off my mortgage. I'd love for it to go away. But I knew what I was getting into. I agreed to do it. I just am wondering, I know, Dana, it's sort of the the conventional wisdom here that the Democrats are going to do this and it's going to help them with young people are they underestimating the vastness of the backlash? Because there's a lot of fairness problems here if they move forward with something like this.
1: Yeah, I think they'll lose entire generations of supporters. And, I mean, also imagine, imagine that you are somebody in this position and you've got a medical a, a, a doctor, a doctorate or a medical degree or even became a lawyer. And I understand being saddled with this debt, and I actually think that if anyone cared really about this problem, they would ask these universities to pay this off. Their endowments are huge. I just was downstairs, downstairs in, my, in my apartment area. Um, I was, I, I grabbed a sandwich, and here's a guy works his tail off every day, gets minimum wage and tips, and he has to pay payroll taxes, right? Wouldn't you be mortified if you were a lawyer and you were complaining about your student loans? but you knew that this guy had to pitch in to help take care of you? That's just disgusting. And I think that there will be an amazing outcry. However, Guy, I do imagine that the media is not going to cover this very much and it's once again going to be after Fox News and the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal to get it out there. But it will get out there. It's sort of like the eviction moratorium. Remember when all these people mm-hmm. – we felt bad for them because they – didn't pay their rent, but then we find out that there's actually so many of them were not paying rent, but they were going on fancy vacations and posting themselves at big parties on Instagram or subletting the apartment and pocketing the money. That was an outrage and the eviction moratorium became unpopular very quickly.
0: Yeah, and this, I think, affects so many other people because, again, you've got people who have made sacrifices and been responsible to do the right thing. Those people all get totally hosed. The large majority of Americans who don't go to college, they're on the hook for this. Like, you've got working-class Americans. To your point, the guy making the sandwich, working-class Americans who didn't go to college, they're on the hook to pay for predominantly, like, middle to upper middle class, disproportionately white people to sort of Get a freebie for no good reason, which, of course, will only fuel the cost of college going up, up, up even further. It doesn't just, you know, not solve the problem. It makes the underlying problem even worse. And it's inflationary big yep. time. Like, what are they thinking here? Well, what is the what is the mentality here? He ran against it, as you pointed out, because it's not realistic and it's not fair. It will trigger a backlash. Are, are they so blinkered and, like, focused on a tiny corner of Twitter and, like, progressive politics that, that they think this is maybe something that will be a boon for them politically?
1: Yes, I do. I, I mean, that's the only explanation. Um, and, but once again, you know, it could be uh, blocked by the courts. So they would go through all the political pain but get saved by the bell. I mean, it really is a, a nonsensical position. But look, um, this is the position he's taking. And I also don't think it's fair just to blame the progressive left. I mean, I, I put this at the feet of Joe Biden.
0: Yes. He's I mean, the they, president.
1: He's, he's the one making the decision. He answered the question today at the press conference. It, it's not Weekend at Bernie's. He's making these decisions and he needs to own them.
0: Dana Perino is co-anchor of America's Newsroom from 9 to 11 Eastern Time on Fox News Channel, then back every evening at 5 p.m. for The Five, also on FNC. She's got a string of best-selling books. Most recently, Everything Will Be Okay, available in paperback. Dana, always enjoy it. Talk to you soon on the TV and the radio and in person and all the good things. Okay, love
1: you much. Thank you.
0: Likewise. It's The Guy Benson Show, and we'll be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.